From American Salon Magazine and .com, I'm Gordon Miller, and this is American Salon Stories, our weekly podcast featuring some of the most interesting people we know. So today we welcome not one, but two guests. And that that's a first in, in my world as a, as a podcast host. I'm kind of excited. First up, Johnny Ramirez is known throughout the professional beauty industry and much of the consumer fashion world for his lived-in color looks, while Anko Tran is known in those very same circles for his trademark lived-in hair and work with celebrity clients. Together, they are owners of one of LA's hottest spots for cut, color, and style, the iconic Ramirez Tran Salon. They're also partners in the new Academy Ramirez Tran. Both are L'Oreal professional ambassadors and leaders in the social media beauty space. Welcome to the American Salon Stories podcast, Johnny Ramirez and An Cotran. Thank you. This is the, my first time ever doing a podcast or ever being interviewed like this before. So I'm very excited to be doing this for the first time. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm ready. Thanks for having me too, Gordon. I'm very excited about it. Oh, and I have to say a big hello to both of you from Courtney Bright, American Salon's senior social and digital editor. She adores you guys. She's done some Facebook lives. Um, she's one of your biggest fans and she says hi. Oh, hi to Courtney. Courtney's a hardworking girl. Every time we see her, she's working for American Salon. So yes. Hi, Courtney. Big hearts. Big hearts. Yeah, we, we, we love Courtney. So I'm going to start kind of at the beginning in terms of going back to the intro and, and start with you, Johnny. Tell the audience when you say lived in color, what do you mean? Lived in color to me means effortless. It means beachy California hair color that does not look like you just got your hair color done. It looks like it's lived in a little bit. It looks like it's timeless and it's non-high maintenance hair color. And and it's, it's also, I guess the best way of putting this is it's what kids hair color looks like in real life. I love that. And on same question, what is lived in hair? To me, lived in hair is basically someone who has a haircut. When you get your fresh haircut, you know, sometimes you have to wait for like a week or two weeks in order to like acclimate into your natural texture. I always hear that from clients are like, you know, I love my haircut when it's like a week or two weeks into it. When my natural texture really comes through and, and it just falls nicely or just like live in nicely. And that term came from that. And I always want to make sure, like, I almost feel like when you first buy a pair of jeans, you have to break it in. Mm -hmm. So what am I doing? I'm breaking in the pair of jeans for you. And then you just wear it, you know, it, it comes that way. Like the hair just like naturally falls well. And it just, you know, they don't have to do much. It's effortless. You know, I love low maintenance because I'm lazy myself. If you don't do your hair, looks good. But if you do your hair, it looks better. I love that. So that's my philosophy in, in, in terms of the haircuts. Yeah, and I think if, if you put both of them together, it's it's hair that you can dress up or you can dress down. Either way, it's going to look good. It's going to look good if you dress it up and you go out, or, or it's going to look good if you dress it down and you're taking your kids down for a, a, a walk in the park. And that's what lived in hair, lived in color is to, to myself and to on. So I find it fascinating. You know, I, I'm a social media junkie. Of course, it's transforming the entire industry. And one thing I find so fascinating about what you guys have achieved socially is that with all of the vivid colors that are blowing up all around us, with all the braids and, and really just the dramatic styles, the dramatic work and photography and art and food that's blowing up, here you two come along and you've been doing it at it for a long time, but 
with these beautiful consumer-friendly looks, color, cut, and style that are blowing up just as big or bigger. And you really have carved out this unique space. And I, do you have thoughts about that? I think for us, you know, I think, um, you know, the, the, the hair color and, and the hair cuts that Ana and I do, they're timeless. And also, you know, we also have to keep in mind that, you know, we know the market very well. We've done the research. I mean, I think the fun colors, I think they're really cool. I think they're fun, especially for Coachella. Coachella is a big, big day for those kind of colors. And everybody gets really excited and they get inspired and they get motivated into like doing something that no one is doing with hair color and they go to Coachella, they have fun with it. Well, when Coachella's over, guess what? And it's time to go back to a natural color. They always end up at our chairs. And so I think too, I think most people go to that extent of doing very fun, colorful hair colors until it's time to go back to their natural hair color. It, it's the first time they do it because they don't know what the, I guess, aftermath is going to be. You know, you have to bleach the hair to a level 10 to be able to put in, you know, these really colorful, funky colors. You're maxing out the hair cuticle, the cortex, anything in the hair. You're just taking it to that level. When it's time to go back, I mean, the hair, you know, any colorist, anybody that knows color well, the hair is going to be. Once you take hair past pale yellow, that hair is gone. So you're putting color back in there. And, you know, these women, they have to get these short haircuts. I'll let on. He's dealt with, you know, these women keep start with the bob or longer and they go with the funky colors. And then when it's time to go back to their natural hair color, on is like cutting, mm -hmm. you know. Exactly. Or actually, no, what I'm doing is like I'm giving their chemical hair layers like basically blending the chemical layers into their long hair or cutting it off so it mm. looks purposeful instead of like breakage. So, you know, as anything goes, it's, the more extreme it is, and this this we always stay timeless, you know? And it's not classic. I, it, I think that's one thing, big difference about that. It's like our, our look is not classic in the sense of that, you know? And even, I mean, we, we, we have a lot of guys at our salon that do the colorful hair color, but we educate the client before they go into it. I have, I have clients that have done the lived in color for years and they're like, you know, I've been thinking of doing this like colorful color on myself. So then I get somebody that is experienced, very trained, well experienced with colorful hair color. And we both will say, hey, look, yes, it's going to be fun. We're not going to BS you. When it's time to come back, your hair texture is going to be dry it's going to be like this it's going to be like that like we let them know we discourage them and if they're like no i still want it all right then we go for it and we'll put of course conditioning treatments we do the whole thing but we do educate them that hey this is what's going to happen when you take that hair and you blast it with bleach passing a pale yellow like we do educate them and we let them know what's going to happen to the hair from a social media perspective what i find fascinating about what you're doing is you know i run into so many stylists who 
feel a little limited in their ability to be successful with social media because perhaps they're not doing the really artistic looks or the very vivid colors. It's just not who they are. It's not what their client tells about. So they avoid putting their work on Instagram because they they think, oh, it's not going to get the attention. And I'm constantly pointing hairdressers in your direction saying, look at what Ann and Johnny are doing and look at the reaction. There's an audience for this. There's people who appreciate this. And if it's the work you do, don't be afraid to put it out there. I, I agree. I agree 100% with that. with you. I think Today, you know, ride or die. If you don't stay current with what's happening, your business is, it's not going to grow. And the way we look at it, it's like a bank. A photo library is the bank. The more pictures you document and you save in the bank, the more you have to post, the more hashtags, the more keywords you use to describe your field of work, just anything that you can describe that you can think of that people when they're looking for a hair colorist, well, Google, those are the words you use. And so you post three pictures a day and you keep getting from the bank, you're going to get, somebody's going to find that picture roaming around somewhere on the internet and they're going to trace it back to you. And so then she's hooked, you reel it in, you do the hair and then you get paid. It's a, it's a no brainer. <laughs> and, and so part of what you're saying, so, so people really understand, and I heard you talk about this the last fall at Intercoiffure, is that you're saying document as much as you can possibly document it. Bank it in a Dropbox or in a folder somewhere. Don't necessarily post everything. Don't feel that pressure that you must post everything, but document it, put it aside and use it when it's time to use it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's 365 days in a year. If, if you can document 365 pictures, that's 365 clients that sit in your, in your chair. That's one post per day. If you were to just even put, post one picture a day for 365 days, you'll get a, you'll, you'll get a, a nice little chunk, a little, a little nugget of what's out there of new clients. And it's and, and being consistent. Consistent, that. consistently for sure. So I want to rewind a little bit for the audience to, so they understand a little bit of what you guys are up to. So you're salon owners, you're working hairdressers, stylists, cutter, colorists. You also have the academy. You also represent L'Oreal Professional. And you're out there also exposing the industry to best practices and social, like as I saw you do at Intercoiffure, you have a lot on your plates. On you go first. What's a typical day in the life of Anko Tran? Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, typical day is waking up early. It's such an automatic thing. As soon as I wake up, I pick up the phone just because there might be emails that I missed or stuff like that. I'm always, I have a fear of missing out, but not in the fun factor way. I guess it is in in, in a way of like making sure everything is running smooth the way we want to, because there's a lot of things on our plates, you know, always, always trying to make sure every end meets and every I is dotted and every T is crossed. Yes. And it comes to like, you know, doing social media on top of that. It's another additive to that. But now it's gotten to the point where, you know, I know what my brand is about. You know, I know what our brand is about. I know what we need to do to like keep it going. I, I was talking to like my friend of mine who also have a really successful business. He mentioned to me before early, he's like, you know, enjoy the ride. I'm like, what are you talking about? I, you know, I want to get there. You know, this is like years ago. And I'm like, I want to get there. I want to, you know, and he's like, enjoy the ride. He said, you know, I mean, in a couple of years, when whatever. And I'm like, I understand what you mean. And what he meant with um, the whole thing about like, enjoy the ride, because once you get there, it's going to keep on going. And the, the harder part is like sustaining it. The easier part is getting up there. And the harder part is sustaining. And sustaining is like a daily routine of like, 
being consistent about my social media, um, making sure the salon is okay, making sure the academy is okay, making sure all the other ends of my personal life is okay, and making sure the other end of like um, my staff and my business partner, Johnny, and my manager, and like, there's a lot. But it gets to a point where it becomes like a checklist for me. And I, how I do things, because it's easy for me, and by the time I get to like getting my dress myself ready, I you know, get in a car and stuff like that. I'm always like making sure that my assistants are up to par with my um, clients. Because yeah, at the end of the day, I really truly enjoy being with my clients because I love talking to them and I want to make sure like they're okay. And you know, I like that connection. And it does, I don't have to know their whole story. I don't have to know like their personal life, but like that connection. And you know, I, I like that because I like to get to know people. You can get to know interesting people. And that's the only time I get to like have a talk with them and, you know, almost kind of make friends client wise. But yeah, and, and throughout the whole day, it's a lot of like checking in and following through and it's fun. It, it, it becomes more of like my daily thing, even when I'm on vacation, it's always um, a checklist for me. So, you know, the full day of like working at the salon, by the time I get home, I am so exhausted. I just, you know sleep and then go back and do the same thing. So that's my daily life of, um, of me. So to me, the theme in that was, I, I may be saying this wrong, but it, it feels like attention to detail is like a big part of who you are. Very, 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 because I think that's, that's detail is what separates you from everyone else. And detail will take you to the next level because if it's not detail, it took me quite some time to get where I'm at because I'm, you know, before I wasn't detail with at certain things, I was detailed at other things. You know, it's almost like you, you feeding, you know, feeding energy into certain things, and like you gotta make sure that everything's fed equally. You, you know, or, or some if some if something needs more attention, you need to give that more attention. Yeah, it's it's detail. Detail is so important, and it, that will separate you from the rest, and it excel you from everything else that you, you want to do. And Johnny, what's your day look like? Oh my gosh! So you could have everything that I just said, but on steroids for me. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's I juggle, I juggle so much. I dropped out of school when I was thirteen. I've always wanted to get my hands on some kind of a career. Now that I have it. You know, this is everything for me. I've worked so hard, so hard. And you know what? It, it really has paid off. I have to say, I love everything about my life today. I'm debt free. I don't owe anyone $1. All this, and I'm going to get to what my, my, um, my daily day is like, because it's a lot of work. For those of you out there that are passionate, and, and if this is you, you're giving it your all. It really does pay off. I, I, I can't tell you, I can't express how much I love everything about my life, but it, it does wear you out. There's people out there that just want to work from nine to five and that's okay. That's okay. I just, me personally, I come from no money and I questioned everything. How do people buy expensive cars? Because in our family, nobody owns an expensive car. How do people buy expensive houses? Because in our house, we didn't grow up in a house. We grew up in an apartment. How do people do this? There's people that are self-made. And then there are people that were just so lucky that, you know, it was handed over. And so basically what I have done with my life today is I figured it all out. 
And my life today in the morning, I wake up, I have a 13-year-old daughter. I pack her lunch. I get everything ready. I get her ready for school. I drop her off at school. I call my manager. I check in. I, I, I look at everybody's Instagram on my, at my salon. I look to see what they're doing. I, you know, I'll, I'll let my manager know what needs to be changed. If there's anything going on, I call my accountant. I have to check in. We have all these corporations now. So I check in with my accountant to see what's happening, if numbers are matching, if, you know, we have a business. Then we have SIA that handles our social media uh, distribution. So we have Pinterest, Facebook, blogs, websites. We are at a point where we can't send all of our pictures to these social media outlets anymore. So we have somebody just doing that specifically for us. We handle our own personal ones, but we have SIA that handles everything. So so we're monitoring what goes out every day. And then we have Jackie who runs our academy. And I check in with her to make sure that Hey, what's going on? You know, let's not forget about cosmetology students. You know, let's give them a deal. Let's, you know, we're up. so I'm always strategizing for every corporation that we have. And so um, then I have to interact with my stylist. We have 28 chairs at the salon. So there's like 30 something stylists. I have to check in with them. I have to make sure they're okay. You know, us hairdressers, if anybody knows, we're very sensitive people. We're sensitive people. So I have to make sure everybody's okay. Hey, what's up? How was your weekend? You know, I got to connect with them. I have to uh, exercise to release a lot of the stress. So I run eight miles every day, four days a week to detox from all the shit that can mess your head up, you know? So I like to start my day on a, on a clear head. You know, it just, I have to get it out somewhere. But I strategize for everything. I don't just get up and do, do something. Like I brainstorm, I put something together, I pitch it to our team. We have a team, we have a, you know, a round table. We all sit around and I pitch everybody what goes on in my mind. You know, we all move forward if it's a good idea, if it's not, you know, if there's anything that's going on at the salon, we bring it up to the open table, we talk about it, we discuss it. If somebody's dropping the ball with any of our corporations, like it's all discussed in our round table. And then there's my team. I have a separate team that deals with our clients. So I work on a client, I have four, five assistants also working on the same client and we're booking every half an hour. So there's different parts in our day that involves different teams. Running, exercising for me is so important for me so that I can continue to build the stamina because without the stamina that I have, I, it, you know, the traveling, we travel so much. We had 25 trips this year. And we're down to, I think we're down to like, I don't know, 19 maybe. And so to be able to handle the traveling, the salon, the, you know, the other corporations that we have and our personal lives, it's a lot. But I have to say, I don't even know how to put my own shoes on, but I can, can whip hair color into shape. I... I've always wanted to have a salon. This is what I've always wanted, a career. Now that I have it, I'm taking it as far as I can. So it's the industry has been so, so good to me. And that's why I, I, I it's a game to me. I continue to, to, to participate and to be very, very involved because I still enjoy it. I love it. 
And now it's time to give it back. So now we're doing the academy. We're giving classes to share what An and I have created. It's a formula and we teach it in the middle of our class. Uh, we, 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 we're really giving it all back. The secrets, the, everything, you know, from how to do hair color to how to run a business to how to run other corporations to everything. The only thing I can't teach is how to run eight miles. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm exhausted, by the way, after listening to you, Johnny. Um, <laughs> so, so on, you guys are business partners. Talk about being in that kind of business relationship, a, a business partnership. What brought you guys together? Any tips, tricks, ideas in how to sustain a partnership? Because we know a lot of people out there who have partnerships, whether they're working as a team, you know, as stylists working together or owners or, or, or uh, any thoughts? Well, you know, being partners, I, I have to say, you know, just like any kind of relationship that you have, you know, friendship wise, family wise or um, boyfriend and girlfriend. It's an always constant communication. I think, you know, communication is so key in, in, in being partners. I think if, any, if anything, it's a lot more intense because you're dealing with money, you're dealing with other people, and you're dealing with yourself. So there's a lot of different, very important components in this because it's, it's a lot, you know. You, you have to be able to, like, um, remove yourself from it and put yourself in the other person's shoes and you know it's vice versa and i think that's the most important thing is communication and respect each other and 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 talk about things any kind of issues anything everything is aired out like laundry out you know and you have to be you can't be hiding anything you can't be doing things and behind someone's back because you're in a partnership with this person because there's a lot of stake, you know, money, money can change a lot of things in, in people's personality. I think trust is another big thing that, you know, you have to remember and, and have with your business partner or with your partner. If without the trust, the, that trust is basically faith. And if you don't have that, it's, it's hard, you know, because you're always double checking or you're always, you know, cross-checking things. It's like it's exhausting on top of what we have to do. <laughs> so I think that's the most common thing that, you know, huge common ground that him and I have is that we both trust each other tremendously. No matter what happened, any kind of arguments we have, any kind of agreements we have or anything that we do is like we have each other's back tremendously. And if anything that needs to be said, we talk about it. And whether, whether it's like easy or hard, it's like you have to talk about it. And sometimes it's good to talk about easy things or good to talk about stuff that you're proud of because it shows an accomplishment. You know, you're not always talking about the negative. My goal is to go down history as being able to like, you know, look into the history book like, oh, they were the one who did the lived in hair. And, and that's what I wanted. And out of that, like out of the academy, being able to teach that, giving back to that and also having a salon. The salon is it's it's always been a place where I want to have it where it's a creative studio where people can like be able to like when Andy Warhol has his the factory it has um all these people come in and creatively think and and create and and invent things or do things and creatively and I always wanted that I always wanted a place where it's like a very metro, it's like a very huge point of like where a lot of 
great people come from, um, the core of the creativity and, and stuff like that. I always want that. And that's what we want to generate along with the staff that we have. So you guys, you know, clearly have had tremendous amount of experience and now a tremendous amount of success. And, and from talking earlier with you before we started recording, I know mentors are very important to you. And I love to ask everybody, what is the best advice that you've ever received professionally and, and why you might think there might be a, a lesson in that for our audience. So let me start with you, Johnny. Any best advice someone has given you that you could share? I grew up in the ghetto and somebody was trying to help me get out of trouble. And someone told me this. She said, if you surround yourself with a bunch of losers, you're going to be a loser. If you surround yourself with successful people, you're going to be successful. And that never left my head. So I took that and I went to Beverly Hills because in my head, I thought that's where all the successful hairdressers are working out of. And I went and, you know, I was mentored by Michael Canelli, who is still working in Beverly Hills. And I was also, you know, Chris McMillan gave me my first break. I worked with him for six years and he was a great mentor. And from there, you know, I, I took everything that I needed to take. I here I am today now. Not not bad. You've, <laughs> you've done not bad. Same question to you on any best advice? Um yes. I have to say one of my I, I respect him so much and I, I <laughs> he's my one of my teachers from um my old salon and I remember clearly when he when he told me this and this is way before social media even happened. Um and he said that, you know, when you're past about what you do, it will long outlive everything else. And it's an industry filled with passion. And that's the good news. And I, I think some people struggle in maybe focusing their passion or, or even maybe sometimes defining their passion. When, when you can, as you clearly have, both of you, great things can happen. So let's talk a little bit about more social media. And again, thinking about who our audience is and, and you guys are at really the pinnacle of, of what so many people would love to do in this industry in, in terms of your careers, in terms of your business, um, and in terms of you know just what you've achieved generally. Um, and thinking about those who are, are hoping to get where you are and those who are, whether they're starting their careers or in the middle of it and are trying to use social media to better themselves, to, to up the game in the salon, any tips, any... Be sure you do this, be sure you do that. You have to believe in yourself. You have to have faith. You know, you have to have a visual of where you see yourself in one year, two years, three years, whatever you want to set a goal. You know, I think setting goals is, is something that has worked for me. I draw them out. I set goals for myself. I, I know what, like, hair color, I know how to do inside out. But, you know, now it's become a business. How am I going to get my business and connect both of them? them together to be successful. So I think I just believe in everything that I do. I just, I stay focused and I have a lot of faith. So on jump over to social media with me and just, and talk about that. And I love that as a foundation because that's a foundation to everything. And now if you had to give some advice on whether it's core tips or, or some things that people could be thinking about if they're just starting to up their game in social, any ideas? I mean, I think like, and one of the advice I was giving to my um, old assistant that just graduated, I was telling him that, you know, you should be true to yourself. Be genuinely want to post the haircut that you want to do. And and therefore you attract, you know, likes attract likes. And um, that's one thing. And really, like Johnny said, believe in it. 
And when you believe in it, I know it's even though it's like technology thing, but there's a sense of like you manifesting, you know, you're throwing it out there, you're putting it out in your universe, either through your phone or through your mind or through prayers and stuff like that. You're still manifesting it, you know, and that's that's the core of believing and having faith in what you do. And I think as a new stylist coming out on the floor, because that can wrap into such a big head of like, I want to be, you know, I want to get to like 10,000. I want to get a thousand you know, followers, all this stuff. It's so easy to get wrapped into that. But instead of approaching it that way, approach it like, do what you really want. And then clients will come. There's tons of hair for everyone. You know, if you want to do funky colors, you're going to get funky color clients. And you put what you put out there is what you're going to get. And, and, you know, I think the thing about like, I was posting things about like bangs the other day. And then I got a whole bunch of clients that like who um, regular clients so, like, or new one. They're like, I want bangs. You know, it's just like, that's how powerful the um, social media is. Like what you want to put out there is, I'm not just saying my example, because that's not a fair example at all. But like, I'm just saying like when you're, when you're starting off is like, I know it's a struggle, but it's like being consistent and putting it out there and having faith in what you do and be true to yourself. It's going to come. You know, and it's come more genuinely than when you have an intention of like, of like, I want to gain more followers. How can I do that? How, you know, that's just a different approach. That's, you know, but if you want longevity, the other approach is more like you get more genuine followers. I think now what's happening is your Instagram account now has become your resume. So when, when kids come and they, they come to apply for a job, immediately the first thing that everybody does we all look to see what they have going on on their Instagram. We don't even read the, the resume anymore. We just kind of look to see how active they are on Instagram. And it's okay if, it's okay if the hair color is not on point. It's okay if the haircuts are not on point. But if these kids are so consistent and dedicated to posting one to two pictures a day, that means that once they get trained and they, they, we take them underneath our wing, that means that when they get out there and they get on the floor, they're gonna be so consistent. And so it's something that we, we look at when we interview too. Now it's that we first train them on how we do haircutting, how we do hair coloring. If they start asking questions about social media, you know, we say one thing is, look, you've gotta keep doing models, you have to keep posting, you know, you have to get like, it involved because it's an investment for us at our, our salon. If there's five people in a salon, if one person looks good, everybody else looks good. If the second person looks good, it, 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 you know, everyone else looks good. So if one person is posting, if everybody's posting, everybody's looking good. And the bigger your team is, or even if you, even if you, po if you don't have a big team, and you're posting consistently three to five pictures. I mean, you know, that's big. That's if you're working for yourself at a salon or if if you're part of a salon, it doesn't matter. I think just being consistent is, is key to, to what's going on right now with social media. You have to post. If you have that kind of time, then open a Pinterest account, a Facebook account, put a blog up. Even though these are... You know, they're not as uh, popular as Instagram is, but to be consistent with all of them, it's more power. And, and, and one of actually one of the, um, the new stylists saying like, you know, when do I see a return? I'm like, 
look, look at this way. It's an investment. It's like you're investing your time into it. You know, it takes a while. And then I guess, you know, when you say it's an investment, they're like, oh, it is. You know, they can foresee that it does come in. And just again, it's longevity is not right instant. And I think that's the one thing with the young generations, like they want things so quickly. They want what you have now. And it's like it took, you know, took us time to build. But, you know, you can built quickly too by doing all these things and it helps. And and Gordon, let's keep in mind though too that pictures do speak louder than words. Yes. You know, and you know, for those of you out there that I don't have a marketing degree. I dropped out of school when I was 13 years old. So one of my biggest insecurities has always been writing. I'm like, how am I gonna write all this stuff that I want to say? So at the beginning of my career, I just kept posting, you know, a lot of pictures and I was letting people know what's up by posting these amazing before and after pictures because you know they speak louder than words so i don't come i don't have a, a marketing you know degree but i did have you know the 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 i was hungry and i just didn't care i was willing to swallow my insecurities of not knowing how to write and and just just diving into it you know so you know for those of you that you know have a hard time not knowing what to write in a caption, you know, just start with a picture. Take somebody from black to blonde, give it all you got. If you love it and it's beautiful to you, post it, post it. Somebody is going to, you know, someone will contact you with black hair that love that way that color turned out and is going to want for you to do the same thing too. So, you know, start with pictures and then the captions later, you'll start to get a little more savvy as time goes by. And, and, and again, there's so many role models, yourselves included, and others who are being successful on the platforms that you can emulate. You know, you can learn on Instagram by following those who are doing it right. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the Academy because you guys, you know, clearly have done some great things. You've had tremendous success. You're known for all kinds of good stuff. And now you're out there sharing it and you have busy, busy lives in the salon, working with L'Oreal Professional, doing all that you do online. How the heck did you find time? Clearly you love it or you wouldn't be doing it. So maybe on you go first, but talk a little bit about the Academy, what it is and why it is. Academy is a platform that we can share what we do and how have we been doing it for years? And it's our way of basically translating and giving back what we've been doing for all this time and actually break it down detail-wise of how we do hair, you know, how we give the lid in color and how we get the lid in hair. And and because everything looks so effortless, you know, everything looks so um, almost to a point where it is not much done. But, you know, as anything goes, the more simple simpler it looks, the more complicated it is, you know? Um, and so we have that there. And also we cover social media, we cover business aspect of it. And we also cover how to take photos and lighting situation is good and what backgrounds and, 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 you know, and apps and stuff like that. So we cover everything, not just doing the hair and doing, you know, haircuts and hair color and how we work in the salon, how we interact with each other. Um, and sometimes that's not being said, but and as, as an audience, they can see how we interact with each other, how sometimes it's not even spoken, how we do things and just understand each other so well that it just comes off easily. And I think that's one 
thing that we um, set an example for them. So a lot of times, you know, people, we always get questions like how you guys got started, how you guys get things. So we up there, when we do classes and stuff like that, we set ourselves an example. We show them how we did it, you know, and how we got to where we're at. They can definitely emulate that and also now see how we do it on that, you know, that breakdowns and details and digest it down and, and break it down to every single aspect of it. Um, and it's, it's, you know, it's, a, it's our way of like giving back how we, we do things. And Johnny, for you, the Academy is about what? I mean, what's, what's, your, what's your version of that? Here's the thing with the Academy. It was really, you know, I mean, of course, as a, as a team, on and I, you know, we both wanted the same thing. But my, per, me personally, you know, it was really my way to give back. And, you know, we do talk about how we got from where we were, you know, when we first got started to where we are today. Um, one, of the, one of the things that I always like to say at, at this class is that we mix it up a little bit, you know, um, it's, it's very unplugged. So one of the things that we offer in our class is, so on and I, we, we do about 25 people a day and we book every half an hour and we have, it's on and I, and a total of eight assistants that, and we, we work together. So we juggle so much that we're able to, when we give the class, we're only doing four models compared to 20, 25 people. So how we make up for all that like juggling is by answering, by taking about 200 questions during the class. Wow. I don't know if that makes any sense. Makes a lot of sense and adds a tremendous so, amount of value and also context because you're, yes. you're, you're framing things, you know, from the audience perspective. Yes. Yeah, so, so because we we're so used to juggling so many things while we work together on clients, we're doing about you know, sometimes there's even like 10 clients at the same time. So when we go on stage, we do three pre uh, models and then we do one on stage. So when we do the one on stage, we're taking everybody's questions. We're like answering them accurately, um, slowly. We're not rushing them with their questions. We're like, we're, we're really getting in there. A lot of the times too, there's people that change careers. A lot of people, you know, there's people out there that are, are, are bus drivers. They're, who knows what they're doing, but they've always, maybe in their lives, have always thought of wanting to be a hairdresser. And they always think, wow, maybe I'm too old to go to cosmetology school. And most kids, they go to cosmetology school when they're 18, 19, 20, 21. I went to cosmetology school when I was 30. I assisted for three years. and you know, I got my first break. I mean, I literally went on the floor when I was like 34, maybe 35 years old. So if I can do it in this short amount of time, these students, I, I, I have them ask themselves, like, think about where you are with your age. If you have been doing hair for five years and you're 30 years old, I went to school when I was 30. So think about how much you can do if you follow these footsteps. You know, we give them like, you know, we mix it in. You know, it's like a lot of these kids, you know, they're they're from the hood, you know, and they want to be, they, you know what it is? It's they want to identify, It's we connect with them. They, they can identify themselves with us. And so, you know, we we mix it in a little bit. You know, we throw in 
a lot of people, this is how we changed it. We, you know, we were spiritual in our own way. We are passionate about our work. We love our work. On and I have worked on ourselves. I've been sober for 14 years. So we mix it. We, we throw little curveballs here and there. And so these people at the end are walking away with like, wow, not only did I get an amazing hair color class, like I, I, I learned how to do the lived in color, lived in hair, but these guys are just like us. Mm-hmm. They come from the same neighborhoods. They believe in God. Hey man, they, they're not perfect. They've done drugs and now they got their shit together. And so you get this amazing amazing class. We have them come up on stage. Hey, you know what? If you don't understand something, come up here. I don't want you to leave until you know for sure that it clicked in your head. We invite them on stage. So we really, really connect with them. And so, you know, um, so yeah, so it's been great to, to educate them on what's happening today, you know, in this current, you know, social media world. And, you know, that's, that's the academy for me. We're so different but we're very similar. And that's one thing that's like really great about um, <laughs> that we appeal to all markets. You know, he's Mexican, I'm Asian. You know, there's, there's a lot, you know, we come from the hood, I you know, exile from Vietnam. Like this, you know, every, this, it, if they can't relate to, you know, certain things, they can relate to other things. That's one thing that I think, think that's really we're cool about that, you know, and I like that about us is that there's a lot of things that, you know, we can offer and in that sense of like, in the relatable terms. One thing I love about all that is that myself having grown up in, in the kind of the education side of the industry on the business side of that, because I'm, I'm not a hairdresser, but understanding that making an emotional connection with a learner, making an emotional connection with a student is is so fundamental to making learning kind of explode. You know, when you could when you can get when the learner can make an emotional connection to what's happening, what they're experiencing, everything can change for the better. And by you guys putting yourselves out there the way that you do, you know, being so real about who you are as human beings, I would say that I'm sure the learning experience is just supercharged because you're you're just connecting at a at a fundamental level that allows them, I would argue, to learn faster, better, and in more meaningful way. It's so cool. I think being vulnerable, that's the thing. Yep, I, I would agree. But I, I love to ask everybody, and I'll start with you first, Johnny, is like, you know, what are you watching, listening to, reading, uh, obsessing about, you know, generally that you think might be worth sharing with our audience, something that they might be able to to, to plug into, to, to get inspiration, to learn, um, to check out? I think the one thing I'm really fascinating and putting together right now that people can really get inspired to is our Los Angeles um, class that we're going to be doing. I've been really just focused on how is this is our last class that we're going to be giving um, live in Los Angeles. And then from there, we're going online classes. Online classes. Oh. So, yeah. So we're making this one. We're, we're, we're ending this one with a big uh, with a big pow. So right now I've been really, really into just how we're going to execute and how we're going to do this one so different because it's the last one and it we're ending it here at our home so right now i've just been really you just inspired and motivated and and and, and charging myself you know it's like it, like you know when you go on stage you know it, it, it's it's it does wear you out you know because you're talking you're talking and and i'm not a big talker believe it or not when i'm with, i don't talk to my clients i don't talk to my clients i'm the opposite from on 
You know, uh, I just do a consultation. You know, those are that's like the most important thing for me in the conversation. And then I have to deliver what I promise. So I'm so focused with work. I never, almost never talk to my clients aside from the consultation. And so right now I'm putting this, aside from exercising, you know, for me, it's mind, body, and soul, you know? So exercising, I've been hiking a lot and just really putting this class, you know, just putting up, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, my goal right now is to like give the, this Los Angeles class, you know, the best class to these students that they, they've ever can get. So cool. Um, on, how about you? I'm in the same boat. I mean, edu- this, this class is so important to me because, you know, it's my home turf and this is, this is, this is the end of our um, physical class. I mean, we might do surprise classes next year, but who knows, you know, but we, we want to venture on to online classes, you know, and I think that has such a, a, a big present there too. And also I feel like when it's online classes, there's a lot more details that you can give you know, and there's a lot more things that you can break down and actually analyze it more and actually get a lot more into like, um, di- like digesting it a lot more quick, easier when it comes to um, learning. So that's why we're venturing onto that. But besides from the unusual of like salon and everything is that I am really into this book that my client just recently gave me is called um, The Buddha Walk Into the Office. And I'm, that's when, not because I'm Buddhist, but it's it's about being like genuinely connected to things that you wanted to do and actually really focus on it and it's it's just an interesting book it's from this really good author that i never heard of like heard about but he's been on the top sellers in new york and stuff like that but my clients like you benefit from it because you're such a zen person mm-hmm. that you can find a spiritual connection to it to me like buddhism is more of a philosophy and more than religion you know and I know more, more about Catholics. I know more about Christianity. I know more about Judaism than, you know, my culture. So I'm trying to tap into my own culture. That's what I'm doing. I love that. And, and it's, it's the Buddha walks into the office, a guide to livelihood for a new generation. I just, while you were talking, I put it into my Amazon cart. <laughs> so yes, I, I, yes. I'm going to really, really great. I'm, uh, I'm excited. Tell us where everybody can find you guys and the salon and the Academy online on social. Okay. I'll go first. Uh, this is Johnny. Um, you can find me at uh, Johnny Ramirez one. That's J-O-H-H, I'm sorry, J-O-H-N-N-Y-R-A-M-I-R-E-Z, and then the number one. Um, you can also find me at uh, academyramirestrand.com, um, and also our salon is ramirestrand.com. Also, I wanted to add here that our next Academy Ramirez Trang class will be in Los Angeles, July the 23rd. Um, it's going to be our last class live. And, you know, it's going to be one class that Ann and I will always remember because we're ending it here at our home. Uh, we are doing an early bird special. You know, if you guys can get out here on July 23rd, um, it's going to be our last class live and it's, it's going to be the best one. Um, tickets are on sale now. You can reach them at Info at, I'm, I'm sorry, at academyramirestran.com or, or you can call 323-819-1132 to book uh, a ticket. You can find me on Cotran on Instagram. It's A-N-H-C-O-T-R-A-N. 
And then you can find me on Pinterest on Cotran. You can find me on Facebook on Cotran pretty much. You can find me <laughs> on a lot of like Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. And then you can find the salon, uh, Ramirez Tran on Instagram salon and then um, Academy Ramirez Tran. And I was going to say the early bird special on Academy is a really, really great deal. And you guys should really take upon this opportunity to learn because it's the last live class and everything else going to be online. So you're going to get a really, really good presentation of what we're going to be all about because it's a home turf. This will be the last time to give on a hug. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are extending it for our American Salon audience. So we, we, we love that so much. I, I'm, I'm so glad we got to do this with you. I hope we get to do it again. We've been trying to do it for a while. You're, you're so crazy busy. I think I'm in LA the weekend that you're doing that last program. And if so, I'm going to find time to to run by and maybe give you both hugs. But I have heard so much outstanding feedback about these classes. I, I'm kind of sad that you're not going to be doing them live anymore. As a, as a digital person, I'm also ex really excited that you're going to explore the online education space because there's so much potential in this industry and it opens so many doors for so many people to have access to the brilliant talent you guys have. So really excited about that. But I do get I hope that I get to see you in July. I want to say thank you to both of you for being here with us, Johnny Ramirez and Anka Tran, owners of Ramirez Tran Salon and Academy Ramirez Tran. L'Oreal Professional Ambassadors, a shout out to L'Oreal Professional for helping put this together today. You guys are killing it out there. Thank you on behalf of American Salon Stories podcast. Um, you've been great guests. Um, so much appreciated. Thank you so much. And we don't want to say we love L'Oreal Professional and it's been such a great partnership and, and, and ever growing. Yeah, it's been great. Thank you, L'Oreal, for uh, just for the opportunity. And it's it's been great partnering up with L'Oreal. I still keep learning from them. And uh, yeah, little tip really quick. If anybody's using bleach and, you know, you're taking your clients to that next level of like platinum bond. Smart bond is the way to go for me. Um, but thanks again to you, Gordon, for just making it so easy. Yeah, your voice is so soothing. You remind me of um, this one of this cool guy that I used to listen to on. Uh, there's one on KLOS. <laughs> and then the other one, KROQ. So this is cool. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you again. And uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you, Gordon. Thank you, American Thank you, Salon. And we'll be back next week with another American Salon Stories podcast. In the meantime, we hope you'll follow us on Instagram, where we are known as at American underscore salon, also at facebook.com forward slash American Salon. That's all one word. And of course, on americansalon.com, where you can also subscribe to our free newsletter, Your Daily Beauty Fix. This is American Salon publisher, Gordon Miller, and I can't wait to bring you more American Salon stories next week. Music.